welcome to another episode of 20 fucking 9. Today we're going to discuss what happens when anxiety decides to walk its fuck ass up into the room and really just kind of send you for a loop. How to deal with that, what that's going to feel like, what it looks like. Maybe for you, I can definitely share what it looks like for me. And I'm going to share some tools with you as far as what helps. Let's get into it. So today I woke up and anxiety was just kind of rearing its head. Um, Anxiety was being a bitch today, okay? It was being a big bitch who I can't stand. You know, a bitch that you see and you're like, look at her over there. Motherfucking breathing. Can't stand that bitch. Like just everything about them just irritates the fuck out of you. We've all had a person like that. Well, anxiety is that for me. Okay, it's like, ah, oh, here this motherfucker comes to come and fuck up my day. But I chose to take control today, and I'm really excited to share that with you. So let's get started. So I woke up this morning, and, you know, the first thoughts that were really coming to my mind was, bitch, you ain't got no money, okay? You ain't got no money. And <laughs> it was like, you know... Rent is about to be due literally within a few days. You don't have any money to drive. You don't, you know, you you got maybe enough to pay your mom back. Um, I'm a little short, but, you know, you got that. And then I was like, motherfucker, my rent is due. What am I going to do? Can I just wonder, why the fuck is it every time I'm trying to do a podcast, a fucking garbage truck just decides to pop up out of nowhere like what in the hell i'm in a totally different neighborhood and it's still a garbage truck that just want to fuck up all my shit just rude Ugh. anyways <laughs> um i woke up and i was just really thinking like damn i don't have any you know i don't have my rent i don't have this and i said you know what i'm gonna stop it right then and there and i'm going to i'm not gonna stress about it you know, God has literally shown me over and over and over and over and over and over again that he's got me. So, you know what? I'm not going to worry about it. God's going to take care of it. I don't know where I'm going to go. I don't know how it's going to come, but I'm going to believe it. And I've already asked for it, so I believe it's coming. So, today I, I, I've noticed with anxiety, you have to talk yourself off the ledge. So what does anxiety feel like? Um, I'm really excited to tell you. I'm so glad you asked. Let me break it down to you on how it comes about. So everybody is different. Their anxiety affects them differently. But let me just give you some insight on what it feels like. Hold on. So anxiety consists of you know, sweaty or tingling palms, uh, tingling hands. So like for me, my hands sweat a lot. And I've had this since I was a little kid. My palms used to sweat like dripping sweat. And that's how I can definitely know that I've dealt with anxiety since I was a child, because I do remember always feeling anxious or worried or, um, with anxiety. A lot of times your mind can immediately go to the worst case scenario. Like, I remember as a child going to Raging Waters and I was terrified to go down the slides because I felt they were going to break. Um, 
I was, I remember hearing that a few years before some kids went down the side and it broke. And I was, I, when I say terrified, I was terrified. I was scared to, um, you know, just if things would happen, I would always think of the worst. And a lot of people confuse um, anxiety with negativity. The thing is, is with anxiety, you can't even help it. You can't help where your mind goes. It just goes there. The thing that you can do is you can pull yourself back. And eventually, if you know you get better with um, using tools to pull yourself back, it kind of makes it easier to gain control of yourself. But with anxiety, you just you cannot help it. Another thing that happens to me is um, heart palpitations. I did have a situation where I was driving a ride chair and I had a customer that was very um, irate and just extremely erratic. And I was very shocked um, at how she was behaving. And I remember her yelling at me and my heart started palpitating, which feels, it kind of feels like your heart, palpitations feel like, like your heart skipped a beat. Or it's like, like that, like it, it's, it's very weird to explain, but heart palpitations, um, I, you know, that also comes from anxiety, uh, sleeplessness, nervousness, uneasiness, um, you know, the clammy hands, um, what else? Racing thoughts, um. And then it also affects you in every part of your life as far as how you see people, how you see relationships, you know, uh, fear of abandonment. You have just this fear that someone's going to leave you. You have a fear that you're a burden. You have a fear that, you know, telling people how you feel, how they're going to take it and you immediately kind of get scared and think they're going to leave you. Um, you can even push people away. I've had situations where my anxiety has been so bad that I've literally pushed people away because I was afraid they were going to leave me. And so I felt like pushing them away was easier, you know, than having them walk away and having to bear that pain. Um, that's happened in any relationship that I've had, which is why my relationships don't last long, um, on top of many other issues that I have. And I think I have to realize that it's not always all my fault, you know, that there has to be some accountability on the other person, but child, that's another conversation for another time. <laughs> but, um, anxiety really does affect us and it affects us in ways that we don't even realize it affects you in your thought process. It affects so much, even the ability to go around, you know, and be social, or to um, go out on dates or like people really just have no idea how severe it is and how um, life-changing anxiety can be. So today I, after having those thoughts of what am I going to do? Oh my God, I don't have rent, blah, 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 blah. I said, you know what, since I'm going to trust God, I'm going to trust the universe to provide, um... What do you want me to do today, God? What do you want me to do today? What's my next step? And if y'all hear, er, that's my stomach growling because I'm hungry as hell. Okay? I don't know if this mic is picking it up, but if you hear the, er, that's my stomach. It's not a dinosaur. It's not Jurassic Park. It ain't Jurassic World either. I'm not watching the trailer to it. I'm just hungry as fuck. Okay? I'm just letting you know. So, 
Um, I, I asked God, I was like, okay, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do today? It's, it's up to you because I woke up at four something this morning. I was going to go do some background work and I was just like, you know what? I'm not booked and I don't want to show up there. And then I get sent home again and then I've wasted my gas and my body's already hurting me because I did background work all day yesterday. So I'm not going to do it. So all of a sudden when I talked to God, you know, I woke up the second time and I talked to God, I had this very strong desire to go to my um, exercise class, my soul cycle class. And soul cycle for me is a godsend. Soul cycle for me is a family. Soul cycle for me is church. It is everything for me. Okay. I haven't been in months. Now I've been off my medication for months and I haven't been to soul cycle in months. Um, and it had nothing to do with not wanting to exercise. It had nothing to do with that because that wasn't the thing that was my problem. I didn't want to be seen. I did not want to be seen. I didn't want to be seen, you know, and soul cycle is a family to me and I just didn't want to be seen. I didn't want to put on a smile and know that I wasn't okay. I felt like I was drowning inside. And, you know, I didn't want to smile when I wasn't okay. It would happen literally where I would get dressed. I One thing about me, even though I suffer from really bad depression, um, well, let me take the negative connotation away from it. Even though I suffer from major depression, um, what I can say is there are times where, and anxiety, um, well, no, no, it's not that there are times. One of the first things that I do when I wake up is take a shower. It doesn't fucking matter if I am exhausted. It does not matter what it's literally like, it's just natural to me. And when I am depressed, the more depressed I am, the more showers I take. I've had situations where I've taken six or seven showers a day, you know, um, especially if my anxiety is high or something like that. I take a lot of showers. Um, it just helps. It relaxes me. It allows me to kind of drift off and relax my mind. It allows me to go into my imagination. The shower is a very sweet and important place for me. It's also where I brainstorm for stories and films and think about my dreams and visualize so the shower is my happy place and um most people when they're really depressed they don't shower as much not me I shower more that's how I know I'm not okay so I went and there's situations where I will get up I will shower I will get dressed and everything hair done shoes on and everything and I can't even leave the house I will literally sit there on my bed and I just can't leave the t leave. You know, I've had situations where I've gone on a date or dates. I've gone up, but the a few dates I went on, um, one in particular, I remember I couldn't even make it out the gate. You know, I had got dressed. I was cute. And I got to the, you know, the front and we're like going out the gate so I can go to the car. I couldn't even make it out the gate. I was crying and hyperventilating so bad. When you are hyperventilating, it feels like you can't get control of your breath, um, of your breathing. You're breathing hard, you're breathing very fast, but it's like shortness of breath. So it almost feels like you're not breathing. 
and but you're breathing fast it's just like I can't breathe um you almost feel like sometimes like you're suffocating or like someone has a bag over your face and you're trying to catch your breath um on top of having situations where you may have chest pains um I know with panic attacks I would say with anxiety I believe there's a difference because with an anxiety attack I may hyperventilate I may, um, you know, I get the palms, the sweaty hands and the sweaty feet and everything. When I have a panic attack, I, maybe they're the same, but I feel for panic attacks, I'll get the pain in my chest. There's a pain that you get in your chest that feels like someone has stuck their hand in your motherfucking chest and they are just twisting. It is very painful on top of you may also hyperventilate, you know, so that's something that, that does happen. Um, so I went to Soul Cycle. I made it there and I was good. I was so good. I was cute. I was good. I made it there. Right. So when I make it inside, you know, the, the 930 class is in. So I'm sitting in the hallway with a few people and I'm fine. I'm fine. But then I know it's getting closer to time, you know, closer for the, the 9.30 class to end. Because um, I'm hearing them, I think they were singing happy birthday or something. So I know, you know, oh shit, it's almost time. Actually, it might have been before that. I just knew it was almost time. So my palms started sweating. Now, initially when I got there, there were two girls, you know, that I absolutely adore. And I got to see them. And, and um, you know, everyone was so happy to see me. And I got hugs and stuff. And they were just like, where have you been? Now. When you have mental illness, one of the hardest questions to answer is the answer, where have you been? You know how when you go to church and then you ain't been to church in a while and the first thing they ask you is, where you been? And it's like, uh, the, uh, the, it was hard. Well, normally it's hard for me to, to answer that question. So today I said, you know what? I was having really bad anxiety. I just decided to be very honest. I was having really bad anxiety and some days I would, I would get dressed and I just couldn't make it out the door. And so today I decided I'm going to make it and I made it, you know, um, and it, it felt good to be so honest. It felt good to say, you know what? I wasn't okay. And it's been a couple months. I wasn't okay. I couldn't make it, but I made it here. And that's, you know, it was important to say that then the class ended. So. I was sitting there for a little while and then a few more people were showing up. This was actually before the class ended. Let's go back a few minutes. This was before the class ended. Other people were starting to come in for the next class. So it may have been like five more people or something. So as I'm seeing the other people come, I'm starting to get nervous. My palms are starting to sweat. So I, I show my friend, you know, I said, look at my hands. I said, this is what happens to me when I'm anxious. She's like, well, you know, you made it. And, and I saw them and I was, I was like, yep. So then someone was talking to me for a little bit. And then I just, when the other people were coming, I was getting nervous. I was getting anxious. I was feeling uneasy. I was feeling, um, almost like I just wanted to run into a corner. So I, you know, got my bag and my water and I just went into the bathroom stall and I closed the stall and I just breathed for a moment, you know, just tried to catch my breath. And then after that, I walked out and it was kind of funny because I didn't wash my hands because I didn't use the bathroom. I was standing up in the stall. 
But it was kind of funny because I was like, yo, these people are probably going to think that I, I took a shit and I didn't wash my hands. But that wasn't it. I didn't touch anything, you know. So um, I went back to I went back out. That's when the class had ended by the time I came out. By the time I came out, you know, the, the hallways kind of filled up. So I stood against the wall. Now, instead of going back to sit, you know, on the bench where everybody was surrounded, which, you know, is fine because everyone's getting their stuff out of the um, locker rooms. So, I'm standing up against the wall, and I'm looking at the water fountain across from me, and I'm just trying to steady my breathing. I'm just trying to steady my breathing. I'm just trying to steady my breathing. So then, you know, a very good friend of mine, she comes out, and I see her, and she gives me a hug, and it's so nice to see her. And then someone asks me, you know, I say hi to someone else, and he says, where you been? And I was like, I kind of stuttered. I was like, uh, but, uh well, you, I just, I've been, you know, gone. And then he says, you know, get your mind right. Kid, wait, where you been at? Get your mind right. And I was like, yeah. And he didn't mean any harm. You know, he was just being, you know, himself. Like, hey, where you been at? You know, don't stay away. He didn't mean anything wrong by it. But I felt bad. Not because of him. I felt bad because I didn't say in that moment I was having anxiety and I couldn't make it. And that bothered me. So I went to the bathroom immediately and I went, I went back to the stall and I just started sobbing and I couldn't catch my breath. It was hard to breathe. And I'm leaning up against the wall. And I'm just crying. I mean, the biggest fucking tears, okay? Big ass tears. And I'm just crying. And so I recorded it because I've learned to record my panic attacks. It helps to record your panic attacks to see how you're feeling in that moment. To kind of have an outside experience to see what you're feeling in that moment. What that was like for you. And then it kind of helps you to... Um, to know how to calm yourself going forward and to see what you're looking like, what you're feeling like and, and explaining it to the camera. And I've been doing that a lot and it's been helping. Um, after, after all of it, you know, I calmed down. It took me about three or four minutes of just crying. And then I was able to kind of get myself together, pull myself together. And then I went into the class. So what I did was one of the things I learned with anxiety and a panic attack, as scary as it is, because you kind of feel like you're going to die sometimes. Sometimes you feel like you're going to die. In that moment, I didn't feel like I was going to die. I just felt extremely overwhelmed. It was overwhelming to be around a bunch of people. Um, it was overwhelming hearing everyone talk at the same time. It sounded very loud and um, almost like drowning in sound if that makes sense. So picture like a pool of sound. If you can picture that, that probably sounds crazy, but picture a pool of sound or the water is the sound and your head is underwater, but it sounds like just loud sound, right? And it wasn't that everyone was loud. It was just that everyone was talking at the same time. And my anxiety was just on high. So it was a lot for me. So in being in the bathroom, one of the things I've learned, especially if you're doing this, you know, is breathing not just 
get in control of your breath, allow yourself to focus on your breathing. Slow breathing. Four seconds. Inhale. Hold it. Four seconds out. Or eight seconds out. Four seconds in. Eight seconds out. Eight seconds in. Four seconds out. Focus on your breathing. Another thing I noticed is allow yourself to cry. When it's overwhelming like this, you may cry. I cry a lot. Um, Allow yourself to cry. What helps me by recording my panic attacks is it helps me to see where I'm at, but it also helps me to focus because it allows me, I'm focusing on myself. So there's something called grounding. Grounding is very important. Grounding has helped me to come back quickly. So if I'm in, and I've talked about this before, like, okay, right now I'm sitting by the Los Angeles river. So in front of me is a bunch of trees, palm trees, regular fucking trees. I don't know. They're just some trees. I don't know what they are. A gate, a sign, um, a walkway, all of that. So if I was to have a panic attack in the car right now, how I would ground myself is by naming what is in front of me. What that does is it helps me to acknowledge where I am. It helps me to acknowledge to be to come back to the present because when you're having an anxiety attack, you feel like you're all over the place and you feel like you're not even in the moment. Like you're just all over the place. You're completely overwhelmed. It's like a fucking ball of emotions. So by saying tree, gate, a hill, sign, calling out the things around you helps to bring you back to the present. It also helps you to acknowledge that you are in a safe place. Now, if you're around someone, let's say you're not the person having an anxiety attack, but you're around someone who is, do not ask them fucking questions. Whatever you do, when they can't breathe, don't ask them no motherfucking question. I can't breathe, let alone answer the fuck you want me to answer. What are you, a goddamn interview? Sit your dying sore ass down, okay? Fucking Tom broke off. Do not ask me no fucking questions. What you do is you let them know that they're safe. Say you're safe. I'm here with you. Breathe slow. Guide their breathing. Help them to breathe keep saying you're safe I'm here you're safe you're not alone as soon as they're able to speak or at least not breathing so hard to where they because you can pass out with a panic attack you can pass out you can have a stroke anxiety is very serious and it can lead to other damaging things so it's important for you to help them get under control letting them know they're safe do you know where you are I want you to, you know, they don't have to say words, not. That's about the only question you need to ask. And you need to ask that at some point afterwards, not while they're trying to get their breath. Because then you look like a fucking asshole. I can't breathe and you decide you want to ask me questions. What in the fuck? Also grounding, having them name the things that are around them. And slowly, it's not a rush, just to bring them back. That helps, okay? Um, Maybe a soothing hand on the back just in a circular motion to help them breathe sometimes me i don't like to be touched sometimes sometimes i do sometimes i don't 
but you know just letting that person know you're safe i'm here with you it's okay you're okay it's gonna be okay that helps in a calming voice not in a condescending tone okay when you're anxious you uh, you can pay attention to everything pretty much when someone how you talk to somebody when they're anxious when they're depressed when they're having an episode is very important your tone your demeanor your body language because we pick up on all of that and we already feel guilty and feel like a burden for feeling this way and how you respond to us can make us feel worse so be very cautious and and considerate when responding or um associating with someone who has anxiety or any mental illness so in letting myself cry it out and letting myself kind of go through i was able to pull myself back and i was proud of myself because i'm learning that with these things you have to allow yourself to go through it in order to get through it you got to go through it to get through it okay remember that you have to go through it to get through it very similar to having a flashback from PTSD. You have to go through it to get through it. You have to allow it to just come out to pull yourself back. You have to allow it to come out. So in doing that, I was able to make it into the class. I worked my fucking ass off, okay? And it was amazing. And it was confirmation. Because yesterday I went to the Steve Harvey show and he was talking about um, using your God-given gift and how your gift will make room for you. And, you know, and he was talking about, because what he does is after the show, you know, when it's just the audience and the show is over, they're done filming, he'll, you know, say something really inspirational to everyone. And he was just talking about using your God-given gift and not worrying about the struggle. Yes, you're going to struggle, but it, it don't last always. And, you know, it will pass. And he was just, it was so encouraging. It was everything I needed to hear. And I was eating it up. I kept making eye contact with him just to let him know I was listening intently. Um, and then today, my instructor, Angela, she was talking about not worrying. You know, and she's, she's so amazing. And she says, you know, um, someone came in here worrying about what to do or what, what tomorrow's going to hold, but you don't need to worry. You need to trust and know that if God brought you to it, you know, he's going to, he's, he's set up something bigger for you than what you can even imagine. There's no need for you to worry about it. Let God be in control. It was pretty powerful. It was something along the lines of that, that she said, um, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but it was pretty, it was everything I needed to hear because that's what I woke up thinking about. So I would definitely say this to you, what I've learned from this anxiety today, you know, sometimes anxiety happens at the most inconvenient fucking time. And you're like, seriously, nigga, I just wanted to get through the day. Okay. It's like that annoying person that you got to deal with and you don't want to, but you see them come in and you're like, oh, they my cousin. I got to look out for them, but I really don't want to, but it's cause we blood and my mom would be my ass if she knew that I let you, you know, just whatever. And I got to take care of this with your anxiety, show compassion to yourself. I had to realize, Taylor, you haven't been on your meds in months. So yes, you're going to have panic attacks. More panic attacks than probably normal. 
And that's okay. This is an illness. This is what happens. It's okay. So what are we going to do? We're going to get through it. If I got to take a moment and cry my fucking eyes out, I'm going to do that. If I got a, if I'm hyperventilating, which is something you can't really control when it hits you, but what you do is you just have to steady your breathing to kind of pull yourself back. And okay, I'm hyperventilating. Well, I can't control when it hits me, but what I can do is I can slow my breathing. I can work on, I can say things to myself to encourage myself. I can be kind to myself. I can acknowledge that it's not my fault. I can acknowledge that this is something that happens and it's going to happen more frequent, especially since I'm not medicated. So what am I going to do? I'm going to be kind to myself. I'm going to say, it's okay, baby. You are all right. It's all right. You're still here. I'm going to push through to do the things that even though it's hard, I'm going to push through what I feel. And even if pushing through allows or forces me to have an anxiety attack, well, you know what? I'm going to use the necessary tools to pull myself back so that I can keep going. You are not broken to where or so damaged because you have anxiety. You are not, oh, I'm not normal or, oh God, this is just so fucking much. I can't take it. Yes, you're going to feel like that. I'll be stupid lie if I told you you won't. You are going to feel like that sometimes. But understand that there is a purpose for your life. Understand that you having anxiety, although it seems like a lot, and it is at times, there is purpose in it. There is beauty in it. You know what that beauty is? Is every time that you get through. Every moment that you get through a panic attack, every time that you get through those anxious feelings, every time you push past what you're feeling to be able to conquer your fears, every time you do the opposite of what anxiety wants you to do, or wants you to feel, or wants you to react, every time that you're able to conquer that, that is powerful. And what makes that so powerful is there's somebody else who is in a position that you were once in where you didn't know how to control it, where you didn't know how to handle it, where you felt helpless and all over the place. And they need those encouraging words from you. They need to know what you did to get through it. So understand that you having this mental illness is not in vain. It is unfortunate. It sucks sometimes, but there's beauty in it. The beauty in it is, is knowing that you can help save somebody else. I was in the hospital one time for, I think it was my gallbladder or something. I don't remember. And I was in the emergency room and this woman, she was having a panic attack and her husband was there. He was trying to calm her. She had come from work and she just couldn't breathe. And what was irritating the fuck out of me is they kept asking her questions. Stop asking her questions. So, you know, he was just trying to get her calm and he's freaking out. And so I walked up and I was like, okay, what I want you to do. I need you to make eye contact with me. That's also something else that helps when someone is having anxiety is try to have them make eye contact with you and then help them through their breathing. That really helps too because you need to focus on something. So I kept telling her, you're safe. You're safe. You're at the hospital. You're safe. We got you. It's okay. Just breathe. Slow your breathing. Not so fast. Let's take breaths together. You're okay. Once she was able to get her breathing under control, then you can ask her a question. Do you feel strong enough to get up off of the floor? 
And she nodded, yes. Okay, come on, I'm going to help you on the count of three. Just kind of, you know, easy talking, like handling someone with, with baby gloves. Not that you're babying them, but you're just being gentle and kind and compassionate and considerate. And those things are important. And just like you would need to be that to someone else who may be going through, you have to be that to yourself. It is okay that you have anxiety. It's okay. It sucks sometimes. And it makes you feel unfortunate. God, why? Of all the fucking things I could have. This? But you are not alone. There are many of us that have this. And you know what? We're going to work through it. Be kind to yourself. Be understanding. Know that it happens. And it happens at an inconvenient time. Anxiety, anxiety likes to walk his fuck ass up in the room and own the bitch. Bitch, I didn't want you to come on a date with me. Now I got to go put tissue in my shoes because my motherfucking feet won't stop sweating because I'm so goddamn nervous. I got to put on extra deodorant because a bitch has a fucking ocean underneath her goddamn arms. It's like a canal, okay, of just water spewing out of my armpits. It's like, Godly. but I made it no matter what I was feeling I allow myself to have my moment allow yourself to have your moment it's okay there's enough time in the day for you to have your moment for you to cry for you to breathe for you to come back to yourself and say I made it through don't look at it like oh fuck I have this burden of a disease no look at it like I made it through that panic attack. Every time that you're panicking, every time that you're scared, every time that you have that moment of anxiousness and you make it through, you still keep, you know, you're, you, you allow it, but you make it through. Celebrate yourself for that because some people don't. And you did. And that makes you powerful. That makes you a conqueror. And that makes you awesome. So I am proud of you. And I want you to be proud of you. And I want you to be kind to you. You deserve that. Just like someone else is. You, you may be kind and compassionate to other people, but you got to show that love to yourself as well. So, what we've learned today is in order to, you have to go through to get through. You got to go through it to get through it. Allow it to just happen. And when I say allow it to happen, meaning it's going to happen, it's going to hit you, go through it, breathe, breathe, grounding, use grounding exercises, call out the things that are around you. If you got to cry, allow yourself to cry, let it out. And then once you let it out and you breathe and you got yourself together and you say kind things to yourself like I'm still here I'm okay I got this I can do this I am strong I am a conqueror I am strong enough to be vulnerable I am strong and it's okay I might feel like I'm falling apart but I am not falling apart I'm still intact God has got me God has got me God is with me God is in me God is around me understand that understand that you are not alone and you don't have to have yourself God has got you and you're gonna be okay and you are gonna help somebody who may not know how to deal with their anxiety or their depression or their schizophrenia or their bipolar or their PTSD or whatever else they may have by the compassion that you show to yourself 
it will help other people have compassion for themselves the same way that they have compassion for others. So that's it for today's episode. I hope that what you heard was enlightening. I hope that you are able to use some of the tools that I've shared or help someone that you love. And as always, I will say this to you, be kind to yourself, compassionate to you, and know that you are stronger than what you feel. As always, be blessed and until next time. Bye.